0: Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Tuine. This podcast is sponsored by BoomCloud Dental Membership Software, www.boomcloudapps.com and Veritas Dental Resources, www.veritasdentalresources.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome, folks, to another exciting episode of the Navigating Dental Insurance podcast. My name is Ben Tuena, and I got my co-host Jordan Comstock. Jordan,
1: yo, dog, up, how's it going?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. You know, I feel like uh, we haven't done a podcast together in a long time.
1: I know it's been a while.
0: I know, and i I think we, I think I owe the audience an explanation. <laughs> sure, not, sure. It's it's, it's not because I hate every one of you. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> Not because I hate
1: Jordan. Not, not that. So earlier, well, this year, I mean, I could understand if you hated me. Yeah, oh, dude, <laughs> I'm no. just I Hate Jordan, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: so so earlier this year, Jordan knows this. Some of you know this too. But uh, my dad passed away, and eight months before that, my stepmother passed away. So it's been really tough, you know, yeah. emotionally. And you know, my dad and I were were really best friends. I'm I'm the second to the youngest. In, in my family. And we have a family of 14 kids. Um, wow, 14. And so when I um, was in elementary and high school, by the time I reached around seventh or eighth grade, I was the only one at home. Everybody had moved out. Uh, my older siblings have gone. My younger sibling was living in, in Hawaii with my biological mother. And so I came really, be, I became really close with my dad over my younger, sure. younger early, and you know naturally being so close with my dad and learning from him, he was a lawyer. Um, I, I excelled in academics, um, but I also excelled in football. So in American Samoa at the time, I was a star football athlete. Um, I was the only person, only athlete when I was a senior that. Uh, received a a full rights scholarship to a division one college, a division one university. Yeah. So, you know, there was a great sense of pride with my dad. We just became so close over the years. And as I grew older, um, you know, my dad was the only member of my family that attended my wedding because my wife and I got married in uh, South Carolina. She's from Georgia. So, you know, he made, he he was so committed to, um, you know, just to being, being there for me when I was, a young missionary from my church in New Zealand. He came out and 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 brought me home, <laughs>
1: you know. Nice. And he
0: and I, I don't brag about that stuff because he didn't do that for any of my other siblings. And I don't rub that in my siblings' faces. I kind of those are sacred moments for me in my life. Sure. So you know, he was eighty-one. He's been sick for a long, long time. And then when he when he passed, it was expected. You know, he he should have passed a long time ago—thirty, forty years ago. When he had these major asthma attacks when I was a kid, but uh, he held on and he was, you know, not healthy for the last forty years, uh, trying to, oh, be, but he was on like thirty different medications, you know, to keep him alive.
1: Oh goodness, yeah, and that's not fun. He
0: just, yeah, he just endured, and 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 then when my stepmother passed away, it really broke his heart. So, you know, he deteriorated fast. He lost half of his body weight in eight months, and then he was gone. You know, and wow, so. So through a wrench in my schedule like I just have been sad you know I just yeah. it's been tough and I've focused on for me surviving my business rather than growing growing it um I've just been focusing on the the minimums and you know fortunately uh, you know they say that when people are sad they gain a lot of weight I didn't i, I I've been on a diet for a year and I lost 50 pounds and uh, nice. I only gained 20 of it but I've already lost 15 of it yeah you know since I decided a week and a half ago i'm like you know what i'm i'm done being sad i need to be done being sad yeah (laughs) i just need to get back into life (laughs) yeah (laughs) because there's a lot of insurance problems that are going on this year (laughs) that makes anybody (laughs) naturally yeah we'll talk about about solutions but that's why i've been gone folks it's it's just because i've been having just uh just just dealing with uh my mourning process and you know, now I feel I feel a lot better now and I'm back. Uh, well, I've been back, but I feel like I'm almost one hundred percent back. And awesome. so we're gonna try to do these episodes. hopefully every week, you know, just kind of keep committed with uh, with you. There's a lot of insurance content, Jordan, like, oh man, this year,
1: oh, I'm has sure. been
0: a crazy roller coaster with insurance. So, so check this out.
1: Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You're the you're the man. I am just gonna sit and make sarcastic remarks. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so two months two months ago, uh, I get a phone call from a client, and he said he's panicking. He's like, you know what? This I'm not gonna name the insurance carrier because I'm. I, I'll be ready to take the lawsuits next year. This year I'm just going to kind this of say, "Yeah, yeah." I, if I get a lawsuit, I might, I might, I might fly out to their head offices and rip somebody's head off. You know, for now. their do, protection, I'm do, not going
1: to name, them. you're going to do the haka first, and then you're going to rip <laughs> heads off. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. I'm not going to rip yeah. any heads off. <laughs> I might get thrown in jail for that comment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. No, so so anyway, he calls in this particular insurance company represents 25% of his patient base. Yeah. And we we had previously negotiated, um, you know, his 2740 crown rate from 650 up to 1020. And just so everybody knows, you know, the simple math of things, this insurance company came back and gave him a fee schedule with the crown at 610. Wow. I mean, okay. you know, that's that's what, a 40% reduction in fees. And it was consistent across the board. Everything was anywhere between 30 to 45% uh, reduction from where he was at. Wow. Now, since then, I've been seeing fee schedules cut from the same insurance company as well as many others. And it seems like to me what the insurance industry is trying to do is they're trying to tighten their belt you know they're, they're they're trying to save as much money as they can for shareholders sure um, by undercutting the doctor so they're they're poking at doctors to see who's paying attention and if they're a client of ours you know of course we don't we don't take any prisoners man like we 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 just go out and we negotiate and you know we if we drag if we have to drag people through the mud during the negotiating process we will you know and that's why a lot of insurance carriers hate me personally is because you, know, you don't you don't mess with our client you don't mess with our people you know our, I guess I
1: guess I guess they kind of hate both of us right cuz I I try to get them away from insurance <laughs> and you try to yeah. you negotiate with them and do your your awesome thing
0: yeah you know i guess i guess you're absolutely right you know we're both threats to them you know but in the end I like to view it as we're advocates for patients and, and yeah, doctors. I know, agree. Trying to get that relationship more, more direct. You know what I mean? With what you do.
1: Well, yeah. And Ben, I don't know if you um, saw my post. This was a while, maybe a few weeks ago. Um, my brother, um, who's at the dental lab right now, sent me a, a picture of a lab slip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. saw this one? Okay. And the doctor said, you know, please, um, please make the cheapest material possible and that's I mean that's a that's an effect of what insurance companies are doing to in the industry, right? So by saying that we're an advocate for both the, the doctor, the, the practice and the patient is is really true because that's what we, we're trying to help with, right? We're trying to help um, the, the practice and the and the patients get better just better services and better and run a better business right so oh. insurance you know that the insurance mindset is a is a s is a powerful and and deadly thing right when you you know I I thought of myself as a patient if I if my if I knew my doctor whether it was a medical doctor or a, a dentist or anyone said something like that to you know whoever's making a crown or or whatever I need you know and 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 they said just make the cheapest thing possible I would kind of be upset because I want something quality that's going to go into my body, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, and I have
1: personal experiences with
0: that, and it really upsets me that, you know, the focus now is is to just get by, you know, get by on the minimum in terms of quality. Have yeah. you seen that video? So there's there, there's a video uh, circulating on YouTube.
1: Um, so,
0: so basically this person – cracked their toilet seat which is made out of porcelain i believe
1: uh-huh and sure the porcelain was- throne
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and guess what they restored it with acrylic they were no <laughs> that's
1: what that's what my family would have done being in the lab industry
0: nope that you would never guess what they restored it with what was it there were ramen noodles
1: oh i have <laughs> seen that i have seen that video <laughs> And the
0: funny thing is, is they restored it with ramen noodles. You know, they, they they packed a bunch of ramen noodles in there and then they shaped it, they smoothed it, they <laughs> sanded totally it, down
1: it and painted it,
0: and it looked exactly like porcelain. Yeah. So, so people have been restoring a lot of, you know, things that are made out of porcelain with ramen noodles. You should totally tell the lab to start using ramen noodles and mill these crowns. <laughs> Instead of porcelain. Gosh, <laughs>
1: that's going to be one yellow tooth. That's, that's for sure. Right. If they just use well, ramen can. noodles. <laughs> It and you can glaze it. I guess you can but, you paint you know, glaze
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody wants the cheapest possible material, there you go. Yeah. Can <laughs> you can you can you, ma-
1: can you imagine like a, a a medical doctor you know that's working on your heart or whatever and they say, hey, this this patient needs like a pacemaker. Just you just use the cheapest one possible. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? It's I like, like a woman. You're- you know. But- <laughs> That that actually happened to my son. You yes, know?
1: yes. You have a, a, a not wonderful, but a, a example story that you know w- with your son, them you know trying to go the cheapest way. Yeah, right? dude,
0: it's it's crazy. It's like we're not going to bring you know to, from the hospital's perspective is your health plan sucks without telling you that directly. Your health plan <laughs> is not going to pay any benefit to our specialists. So therefore, we're just going to bring in any other doctor that's licensed to do any kind of surgery. You know. And, and and these doctors are being given a complete lie as to why another doctor you know the more more trained doctor can't come in you know and, and survivor rates are different you know with the with, with the right surgeons yeah survivor rates could be close to 100 percent with the wrong surgeons that are in network but aren't trained and don't want to do this surgery but are, are are given a bill of goods you know they're lied to to convince them to do a surgery you know their batting averages are are less than 10 percent yikes you know yeah, yeah. And so the quality outcome is, you know, who would want to pick an outcome of 10% versus, you know, 90%, 95% or above all for the sake of insurance. You know, I would pay, I would rather pay out of pocket, like screw insurance.
1: Yeah. If it's, if it's, <laughs> yeah, if it's going to be better quality for, for yourself or for a family member. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I, I was blown away when I saw that, that slip on your, that, that lap slip. Cause I'm like, you know what? My brother went to a, a dentist friend of mine who have I forgiven. I won't mention his name to embarrass him, but <laughs> you know, I, I understand why doctors do that is because they, they feel handcuffed. You know, they they have no idea. Of course, idea that of they course. Can, they yeah. they can pass on any quality component material fees to to insurance, actually to the patients, you know. You know, a lot of people call it an upgrade. Yeah. Now here's the thing about it, Jordan. So on this particular crown that that this doctor got Um, What I taught my brother's doctor, dentists, on how to do this is, look, you you let the patients choose. And, you know, insurance really covers the basics, as you know. Some doctors call it, refer to it as insurance covering the, they cover functional and fitting dentistry or basics, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Anything that you offer above the basics is an upgrade. It is an added value. And when you read these insurance contracts, it's not just your contract as a dentist if you're in-network. But it's the contract between the, the, the employer and the insurance. It clearly states in all of these agreements that if a patient chooses to receive a higher quality material or product or service above and beyond what we cover, the patients can freely and willingly select to pay for those things out of their own pocket. Sure. But the problem is is when you submit, like, let's say I, I do like a an, an Emax upgrade, you know, beautiful Emax unit, cost me 400 bucks to buy it and the doctor wants to pass that on to the patient and bills it as a 2999 to the insurance, insurance is going to come back and say, absolutely not, you can't do that, you can't bill lab fees, this and that. But in their contract with the employer, it says that you can. So so there are ways, you know, there, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't bill it to insurance. You know, I'd find ways to have a direct contract with the patient on the materials. But, but, but those are things that are not, well we teach it, but they're not being widespread taught in the insurance excuse me, in, in the dental industry today on how to do those things sure in, in an effort to empower patients with the options, you know what I mean
1: yeah so. no, I so. agree and I, I think that's yeah something that a practice should you know focus on if they're if they're uh, you know wanting to provide the best for their patients um, yeah. do, you know does a patient like sign a waiver or anything like that when they want a, a higher quality crown or yes. whatever? Okay.
0: Yes, they have They have to sign um, an acknowledgement indicating that, number one... I
1: acknowledge that this is not under the scope of my insurance plan or something like that, right?
0: Correct, and that it will not be billed to my insurance. Um, and if the patient acknowledges that and signs a waiver like that, then if the doctor's ever audited, then... Um, Make well, sure he keeps
1: that on file, right, under the patient's account.
0: This is actually a... a, a this is a one hour explanation on how to do this, right? Because there, you know, there are laws, there are states that have non covered service law, states that don't, Mm. but there's, there's also a federal law or federal laws that would protect the doctors. So you have to code it right in your system. Meaning you just, you you can't use the CDT codes. You got to create your own code. You have to put the right acronyms in there. You have to create a description that doesn't mimic or duplicate what the CDT says for that particular service. Like if you're doing an Emacs crown, you can't say crown. You can't say Emacs. <laughs> yeah.
1: Know? Okay.
0: You have to you have to call it something different. Like this is an aesthetic unit. Aesthetic. Or, okay. Or a cosmetic option, or something along those lines.
1: Sure. Yeah, you know? that makes sense.
0: And and so there's just there's there's just so much with regards to how to implement a material not allowed. Yeah, or they're disallowed, meaning the doctors can't bill those to the patients. So, so you know, you have to you have to be creative and not calling it a material fee. But in the end, you're fighting the insurance industry. That is really what they're saying is: we want you to do the best dentistry, the added value stuff, the things that we say in our agreement with the employer that they can pay for. We want you to do it for free. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like. It's kind of like when I sign up for insurance uh, for dental insurance, and, and 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 the government says no, um, Ben will only pay the individual rate, but it, but you as an insurance carrier have to cover the entire family. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, It's a double standard.
1: Yeah. Because they'll yeah.
0: never do that. They're like, well, we'll insure Ben, but we're not going to insure his own family, his whole family, unless his whole family pays the family rate. Sure. But that's what they're doing to the dentist. They're saying, hey. Do the do the basic dentistry. We're going to pay you for basic dentistry, but we, we want you to spend, even if it causes you to lose money in your business. We want you to spend money on doing the best quality dentistry for free or for nothing. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. How they're yeah. doing that. So you're seeing uh, you're seeing across the board that most insurance companies they're they're reducing you know what they pay to mm-hmm. to to a dental office that's it's, so, continues to be a trend. <laughs>
0: yeah, we have we have our spies on the other side um nice. and with, with with most insurance carriers and the major ones so this is the thing that really ticks me off is that all insurance carriers except for Delta Dental they communicate with each other. They have a shared portal. It seems like they have a shared portal and this is something that um, oh, what's his name? Dr. Ron, the one, uh, the one that was put in, well, slap with the felony for, Oh, billing.
1: um, Roy,
0: Roy, Roy Selber. Yeah. Dr. Roy, Roy he, our buddy Roy. He mentioned this on our podcast too. And yeah. I verified it that, that insurance carriers communicate with each
1: other. Sure. But, and then oh. there's, it's against the law for dentists to communicate to each other on their pricing. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <correct>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so dumb. so what's going on is the insurance industry is 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 testing the waters on doing massive rate reductions and seeing how seeing how the industry the dentists respond and so delta was the first to kind of poke dentists back in i think it was 2012 in the state of washington Uh either, either 2011 or 2012. Where they slash rates by twenty five percent or above, and then, wow. you know, California eliminated premier, and then all the other states eliminated premier, and then Massachusetts. So tried to yeah, reduce-
1: P- premier is only you are kind of grandfathered into it. But once once you sell your practice, the next the next uh, practice owner can't sign up for premier, right?
0: In in states, yeah, a lot of states have that policy. That's right, you know. And so when you when, you, in, in essence, Delta was the first to kind of make that wave of, of reducing rates. And what happened was Delta lost virtually no providers throughout this process. So 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 the doctors didn't respond with individual protests to drop Delta, they mm-hmm. just kept it. And so Primera in the state of Washington, they, they slashed rates last year, and they saw a much larger rate of doctors leaving the network um and honestly that's 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 what has to be done is Just for leave. larger insurance carriers like that you know it unfortunately you can't go out and say hey everybody leave delta it's illegal yeah. for even you or I to, to recommend sure. something like sure. that sure but w- when the problem with delta and the, these big ones is that they have the power to drop to to slash rates is because they make it so difficult for you to drop them you know yeah and and so on the legislative side of things, there are things that can be done there, there are things that are being looked into now. But, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to catch this, the next wave of rate reduction. So all the other PPO's, you know, they're, 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 they're testing. You'll get a you you might get a fee reduction here or there from one insurance carrier. They'll just see how you respond. Um, and a lot of doctors are just taking it for what it is. Unfortunately, they don't know they don't know their options. It's
1: the it's what's it's the classic uh, you know boil the frog where you put the the frog in a pot of wa- water and slowly. Uh, heat yeah. it, you know, warm it up and until it gets too hot and boils, right? The frog will sit there yeah. and be comfortable. But if you if you quickly, like, heat it up, they're going to jump out, right? So that's exactly what the insurance company is doing to the dental industry, right? They're slowly heating it up, heating it up, and saying, okay, nobody's jumping out yep. of the pot yet. Let's just keep boiling it. <laughs> that's yeah, really what it's like. The heat. Yeah. That's yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. It's it's, really, really sad. So, so the solution to that versus yeah.
0: negotiations. You have to. You have to negotiate. Stay on to negotiate. top.
1: And, yeah, you, you yeah, recommend. You recommend. What's the cadence of ne- of negotiation that you need that they need to do? Um, once well, a year. Once every six months.
0: It's, it's every two years, but every also years? on an as needed basis in between. Like if, sure. insur- if, if I'm within my negotiating period and the insurance come, well, non negotiating period. And the insurance company comes back and makes an attempt to reduce my rates. I'm gonna, I, I'm am going to fight back hard. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell them no. And if they don't accommodate your needs, then the next thing you need to learn is how to go out and network with them.
1: Yeah, which I, that I think, um, I mean, this is what I help practice with, at least uh, build a, you know, a, a stepping stone to that with through membership programs. Um, I, I mean, that's one of the main reasons when a practice comes to use Boom Cloud for their dental membership program. They're, one of their goals is to re- reduce dependence on dental insurance by by going out of network and creating a basically a loyalty plan um, for the for their patients that are out at, of at network, right? Or fee for yeah. service, and and they're uninsured. But that's, I yep. mean. So a combination of optimizing your you know who you're working with through negotiation and and creating you know a dental membership program um, to where you can you know start collecting you know predictable recurring revenue for, from your patients so you're a little bit more stable when you're starting to drop PPOs that's the perfect combination if you ask me Ben <laughs> right
0: yeah you know you know my next article I don't know who I'm going to send it to to publish but the next article that I'm writing is about um what you just said yeah you know it's 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 the fact that when you buy insurance through an insurance carrier for every dollar that you spend you'd be lucky if 50 cents of that dollar went towards actual dental care wow a lot of it a lot of it goes towards insurance profits and, and administration <laughs> but if you spend directly with the doctor and and set up a membership you know buy the doctor's membership plan That that all goes towards your care because the doctor's one that's that's treating you. You're, you. you, I mean, the doctors can't call it insurance, but essentially, if you want to buy insurance, I would rather self-insure through a dentist. I I would buy my own my my own plan through the dentist, even though it's not called insurance.
1: Yeah, Um, it's 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 a benefit, right? And then and then you know maybe you can have an HSA account or whatever and and stash money away there, and it's a write off for the for the patient. Um, yep. You know, and it, it's, it, to me, that's a better way to, to do dentistry because, you know, you're going to be spending X amount a month on a premium as a patient when you can just keep that money and put it in your own HSA account and join a membership program from your local dentist, right? And, exactly. and it's, yeah. it's all going to benefit the patient versus throwing that third party insurance company in, in, in there. It,
0: exactly. And, you know, essentially you know the way you want to look at it as if if you so so we this is the case in point that we have the example that i have is a client that we we have on boom cloud and we taught them to drop one of the one of the largest carriers here in, in utah nice and we said look recommend your membership plan and i didn't give them the numbers but they've been able to get a significant number of those people once they drop the dental plan you know they we gave them the scripting and all that, but they got a lot of people to switch their in-house membership plan.
1: Yeah, sure I mean I got we, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a practice right now that um, I mean I look at you know how many patients are signing up for a membership program to practices and how much revenue that they're yeah. generating through the, the, the monthly and yearly membership fees. We have a practice right now that's generating over30,000 dollars a month in just membership fees right yep. and and they don't have to deal and that's that's roughly i think like 1700 patients for this practice 1700 yep. patients that are that are not they're not dealing with insurance for those patients the money is flowing directly to the doctor um the practice right and that patient gets those benefits included and obviously they still work with insurance companies Ben and i believe you've actually worked with this practice as well and helped them negotiate some of their fees um but if you can do a combination of that, optimize—I call it optimize—working with insurance, Ben. What you do, I don't know if that's a the best dis, uh, description, right? But
0: yeah, or kicking their butt, or, or yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> that—that's probably a better one. <laughs> yeah, so just optimizing—optimizing—working with the dental insurance and then you know cutting out the the bad uh, insurance plans and replacing it with a membership plan where. The practice and the patient wins. That's I think that's a really ideal strategy for practices looking to, you know, not be so much involved with insurance companies, especially since they're getting more complicated. Yeah, and it should be considered because,
0: yeah. um, you know, the rate things are going, uh, many doctors are going to need to learn how to go out of network with a lot of plans.
1: Yeah, and… Oh, go ahead. i I have a thought, but you go. You go first.
0: <laughs> oh no! What I was, was going to say is that it's not not as scary as you think. Yes. And in fact, having a membership plan and the scripting, like in the article that I'm writing, we we have the data on from the insurance industry on what they actually spend. So when they take money for you for your insurance, uh-huh. um, they they keep up to sixty percent of it. Wow. Man. So when they deny your claim, it's on a function of. I mean, it, it, it's it's a, it's more of a function of how do we keep more of what
1: these
0: <laughs> these people have paid for insurance. Sure. So it's, it's a safer bet just to work with the doctors directly. You know? Yeah.
1: No, I agree. So, um, you know, my thought, you know, when a practice is, you know, wanting to get out of network and, and negotiate some of their, their insurance companies they're working with, um, what my thought here is, you know, like you said, you know, practice, you know, as time goes on, practices need to, you know, learn how to. Go out and network, and one of the biggest, um, one of the most important things that you need to understand in your practice is to understand how to market it without insurance, right? Um, and right. and it's, you know, because most practices rely insurance companies to you know, um, when they sign up for an insurance plan, you know, those patients starts coming to their office, which most of the time is not a reality, but. Um, what you need to do as a as a practice to understand how you can market your practice better and how to promote it how to advertise um and and get your local patient base and potential patient base aware of your practice and that you exist right that's another skill set that i think needs to be strengthened um, looking in inside of the industry right and what what a practice needs to do as as these insurance companies you know hit har- hit you guys hard with with what they're doing so those are my yeah. thoughts there ben
0: you yeah. have employers to buy from you direct i mean sure yeah dude we've been dealing with employers across the country and it's alarming you know you have you have the, the middleman fees you have broker you have the broker fee you have the agent fee you have you have joe who wasn't involved in the sale he's getting a commission you have dave who wasn't involved in the sale he's getting a commission you have jim you have all these middlemen between The employer and the insurance carrier, they're all wanting their stake. They're all wanting their piece of the pie. Yeah. So by the time the insurance carrier has paid all these people their commissions, you know, you pay $40 for an insurance plan. By the time everybody's paid, the insurance carrier only has $25 left Hmm. and they'll keep 60% of that, you know, and spend 40% on paying your claims. You know, it's like if, <laughs> goodness. If you spent $40 with the doctor directly, how much that would buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you had <laughs> 1700 patients paying $40. If I ran a practice and I could get all my patients to pay me $40 a month. Yeah. Well, let's do the math. You said 1700 <laughs> patients. Uh
1: yeah, if it's 40 40 is typically a little higher. Um, you know, you're you're going to see that It's way higher. Um, <clears throat> but I see between, I mean, you can see 40, 40 to 50 for like perio plans out there. Um, at least that's what we see. Uh, but even if you do like 35, which is is a little bit more realistic. Um, I mean, obviously there's some more you know states that have higher cost of living. 40 may make sense. But with 35 at $1,700 or 1,700 patients, that's um, just under $60,000 of monthly predictable recurring revenue for the practice.
0: Okay, so thir- thirty-five. Um, yeah, you know, that's
1: at thir- thirty-five. Mm-hmm.
0: That's five dollars less than what I mean. I did a I I did a quote comparison for a five guys organization. They're paying sixty dollars for their insurance plan. Wow. Okay, so
1: 40, 40 bucks a month is is still cheaper than what they're paying. So that's still a good deal. So if you, I mean, it's a huge discount.
0: But let's say you're charging thirty-five dollars and you have seventeen hundred yeah. patients. That's fifty. I mean, that's sixty thousand, like you said.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. and if you, I mean, if you do go up to the sixty dollars, that's that's just shy of seventy thousand dollars a month in predictable recurring revenue, right? Uh, right. It's amazing what that five dollars does across the across that size of a. But yeah, yeah, there's practices that you know are are getting you know that that size of patient base signed up for a membership program, and I think obviously it takes time and energy, but it's well worth it if you ask me.
0: <laughs> you know. Here's where the here's where where the rubber meets the road. Uh huh. Is that for that sixty thousand, based upon historical data on, on on when people go to the dentistry and how many people use their dental benefit, sixty grand is gonna pay for treatment for fifty-two patients, roughly. Uh-huh. So so even if it paid for a hundred patients, that's still a good deal because fifty-two PPO patients a month, you're making you're making less than twenty thousand on those patients, sometimes ten thousand on fifty patients. Uh-huh. So, if you pay me sixty grand to treat fifty two patients I would do that all day long i would cover I would cover a lot of things at a hundred percent maybe not the crowns, but I would do their cleanings for free I mean I would do a ton of things yeah that's
1: that's like more of a like a concierge model right which um i mean there's there's medical practices that do similar things like that but yeah that that um, yep. that would be interesting right if i mean that may maybe the next stage of you know a type of Membership, you know, you pay us X amount a month, and we cover anything on that, you know. And if you get, you know, a good amount of patience on that, that could be a healthy yep. living, right? Well, some of the some of the tribal nations are already doing it. Really? So they're just, oh yeah,
0: you know, because they, you know, so, the, the tribal nations, you kind of have their own self govern, their own sure. government, yeah. And so they they build these facilities to on 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 the on the tribes to. Do medical treatment and dental treatment, you name it, um, and essentially it's the same model, but they can stretch their dollars a lot more and do a lot more treatment and cover a lot more, simply because they don't have Jim, Joe, John, Jacob, whoever is <laughs> in the middle, All of a wanting to get the commission, <laughs> and then the insurance carrier wanting their sixteen percent. You
1: know, sure, yeah.
0: So anyway, yeah, the point of it, folks, is the insurance industry is 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 going to be poking
1: you <laughs> and. You got to be aware. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, very maybe much. next time, Jordan, maybe next week we'll talk about how to appeal a denied claim because that's on the rise too. That's another trend.
1: More and more of that is happening.
0: Increased denials on these claims. And if this is true for in network and out of network.
1: Really? Wow.
0: So yeah, we need to, we need to coach our listeners on how to appeal these denied claims effectively.
1: Yeah. Let's do an episode of that. I think that would be very helpful. Um, yeah. But I think, I think this was a fun episode. It was hopefully, uh, um, educational for our listeners and uh it's good to have you back ben thanks man yeah great to be back
0: and uh great to be back with the listeners so i've noticed the listen listenership has grown so welcome to those that are new that have never heard from me before um (laughs) and uh you know from here on out look forward to chatting with you every week to every other week so jordan thanks a lot for your time today and we appreciate you, and uh, thanks for not kicking me out of the podcast. <laughs> I would
1: never do that, dude. But friends don't do that. <laughs> All uh, right. we hope... Everyone have a good day. Talk to you soon, Ben. Take care. All right.